0: Hello and welcome back to Beers in Your Backyard, a show designed for students, recent grads, and young adults in the triad looking for both an ideal hangout or an unfamiliar gym to go out on the weekends. Each week, we will have a new bar to talk to you about, and we will also feature a guest from the location in each episode. My name is Cooper Bywater, I am currently a senior and My favorite drink is anything tequila. I'll do tequila shots. Love margaritas. I'm going to be drinking a couple of those this weekend at the beach.
1: Hi, and I'm Jackson Barnes. And this week, we'll run just around the backside of Magnolia Blue right here in High Point to the Brewer's Kettle. Now, for those of our listeners who don't really know about the Brewer's Kettle, it's a local distributor for beer, wine, and cigars here in High Point, North Carolina. It was founded in 2009 by David Armstrong, just prior to the craft beer industry actually exploding in around 2011. Just before the craft beer industry exploded around 2011. He was able to offer a bigger and stronger portfolio of local and nationwide microbeers, and he has also recently moved locations and has expanded his business to not only High Point, but Kernersville, Wilmington, Clemens, and Lexington. Later on in our segment with David, he will tell you a little bit about his venture into the wine industry with his business Nomad Wineworks. So what exactly is the Brewer's Kettle? They do not make beer. However, they do carry high-end craft beer, wine, and cigars available to the community and those traveling through it. One of the things that the Brewer's Kettle prides itself in is its involvement within the community. As David will tell you later in the episode, Brewers Kettle is really not only a place that is involved within the community, but the community thrives in. You feel very welcome and very at home within the space. Speaking of the space, the Brewers Kettle offers a big and in- offers a sizable indoor space.
0: Yeah. And honestly, it has such a cool layout. Um, it's got sofas everywhere. The lighting in there is a very cool, like modern, but somewhat rustic design. It's it's a weird Um, mix of the two and i honestly enjoy it so much um it's got flowers everywhere plants everywhere it feels very lively in there as jackson will i'm sure agree with me on
1: and mixed with the wide selection of all their beers and wines and cigars it is so much to look at i feel like you could get lost in there if you're not too careful
0: yeah and as well as with the wide selection of beers and wines they also have a cool like humidor in there Uh so if you want like you can go just grab a cigar um go smoke it out back and stuff like that
1: they do offer a sizable outdoor space to also enjoy your beverage and uh, like cooper just said a fine cigar as well yeah So looking at their social media, as we get a little bit of a taste of what they have to offer on their menu in terms of beers and wines, Cooper, what what do we see? Is there anything that catches your eye? I know they have a lot of cool and funky designs.
0: Yeah, honestly, on their social media and in the store, they have a bunch of very, very interesting beers. Um, For example, the first one that comes to my head is the ice cream paint job, which I, I, I need to try. Like, I'm very confused, interested, and excited to know what that tastes like. Um, And a couple others they got are an Island Squeeze, a Pink Guava Funk, um, and this other beer. It's called Juicy Bits. And they all just look amazing, interesting, something that you can't get everywhere else. You may have found
1: your Juicy Bits, and I appreciate that because I know you know that I like Juicy Hazy IPAs. Yep. But looking on their socials right now, dude, there's one called the tiramisu midnight snack. <laughs> I
0: dude. I wonder, it, like when I, that, that just brings me when like brewers are like coming up with it, drinks, like how do they think about oh, that? Like, just,
1: just, just, just let me go on. It's an imperial oh, stout. Please do. And you're familiar. Are you familiar with an imperial stout? Please, difference?
2: please. Inform shall, me. shall I educate you? Please educate listeners?
1: me. So, for those of you who aren't familiar with what an imperial stout is compared to an IPA, it is a heavier beer. So, this one will actually sit at fourteen uh, percent
0: ABV. That's wine level. This, that's that's higher than this is perfect. I, I believe that's higher than the uh, the quadrant from from Paddled South. Like, I, I, yeah, that that is that's not a beer at that point. This is a midnight <laughs> snack that will
1: have you put seen you it midnight too bad. oh my gosh <laughs> no so the description goes on to say it's uh brewed with marscapone whipped cream coffee and cacao so this is going to get you a little bit of a or taste okay um but still nonetheless it sounds like a delicious treat for the end of the night end of the night because this one will definitely definitely most definitely put you to sleep
0: as well as that, on their Instagram for you Lord of the Rings fan, they have a beer and it's called The Gates of S'more. It is a s'more flavored Imperial stout. So I'm Jackson a sh- once again. I'm a, I'm a huge
1: fan of the Lord of the Rings reference, by the way. Yeah. Sorry and to nerd out, but
0: Oh, it and it's honestly the can is a very cool design. It's um It's just a flaming s'more that's being opened up, Um, and this Imperial Stout is loaded with marshmallow, graham crackers, cocoa nibs, and cinnamon.
1: Like, not to nerd out any further, but it's literally, so, for those of you who aren't familiar with J.R.R. Tolkien's The Lord of the Rings, um, basically what I'm looking at is, is two s'mores being pulled apart, but... For it reference, looks it looks like, like the, the gates. Eye. No, it looks like the, the gates. gates of Mordor opening yeah. up. It's it, it it's it's awesome. And I think right below it, is that the is that the eye of Sauron right there looking out over, over Mordor? I and believe like, it that, is. That's so cool. Like I just the creativity that people can come up with, and that that's that's really awesome. And one unique thing about the brewer's kettle too is, I feel like that's what brings a lot of people out to try. Um, new and kind of unfamiliar drinks and beers and wines is the art because that's like something really, really cool and unique about breweries too, is the way that they're able to implement art and pop culture into yeah. their product and have that be a selling point yeah um, for their brand.
0: And, and what I love about uh brewer's kettle is it has the, the weird, the maybe not, not so mainstream, not so tried. You got to give it a try And, like, it's one of those ones where you either love it or you hate it. And the people who love it are almost like a diehard fan for Mm -hmm. them. And it's just, like, I love going into those breweries, not breweries necessarily, but those uh, bars and eateries and wineries that have, like, just the selection of beers where you're just thinking, who thought of this? Mm -hmm. I got to try it. (laughs) Like, oh, I want to say, like, a couple months ago, I went to one... And it had a Scrub Daddy beer. No way. It, it was literally a brand, like branding of Scrub Daddy. And it was, no, no, no. It was like a smoothie beer, though. It was like huh. an alcohol smoothie. And I was just like, who thinks of this? But like, I just love when um, establishments have that kind of just, okay, let's reach far and wide. <laughs> let's find the nitty gritty ones. Yeah. Let's find the the diamonds in the rough
1: absolutely well I'll, I'll pull a diamond out of the rough just cuz we're bringing up odd, oddball beers and this i i'd have to check and see if this is available at the brewer's kettle but it is a local uh, i would say north carolina brew because it is the cooper get this cheer wine ale
0: i have actually i have tried it what do you think what are you okay thoughts? so i tried it at a bar and and I'm gonna admit this probably is a moral sin to do. Okay. I did it on St. Patrick's Day. Oh gosh. Forgive Cooper. He wasn't yeah. drinking green beer. No, no, no. I, I had my guinness. Only two I beers. had my guinness, but I was at a a bar and I saw it and I was like, I got I asked the bartender, I was like, is that beer good? And he goes, We've I've given probably 20 tastes of it, and I've never sold a beer of it. And I was like, just I, I'm sorry. I have to try it. And have you tried it yourself, Jackson? I've had a few. You've had a few. You enjoy it, dude. I found it at the airport, dude.
1: Like, dude. Oh, we were going home from spring break. I I think I had like two or three of them at the airport. So I, obviously the equivalent of, you know, thirty bucks. But it, <laughs> I mean it. It wasn't too sweet. It wasn't too overpowering with that sheer wine flavor. I didn't mind it. I thought it was like a good. Basic funky beer. If you're trying to like try something unique, try something it's that you know you have
0: familiarity with. Not like, how, what's the word for it? Um, Like insulting. Like it's, it's very moderate. Like yeah. it doesn't go too far. I wouldn't say it's not enough. I will say I would have enjoyed if it had a little bit more of the cheer wine flavor mm-hmm. to it. I felt like it was almost like a, a heavily flavored seltzer of cheer wine more than a beer but it, it it was a very weird weird drink to me mm. i didn't particularly love it but it, i i was i'm not upset i tried it cuz i really do think like There's definitely a lot of people who could enjoy it.
1: No, I completely agree. It definitely caught my eye. Staying with the local options, uh, we're going to actually find out a little bit more about what uh, the Brewer's Kettle has to offer. Uh, So I'd like to take this time now to introduce our special guest today on this episode of Beers in Your Backyard. We have David Armstrong, the owner and founder of the Brewer's Kettle. So David, could you tell us a little bit about the Brewer's Kettle and how you got started?
2: Well, uh, we've been in town here uh, since 2009, so uh, this will be our 14th year in business. Um, I got really interested in beer back in 2005, 2006, and was doing a little home brewing uh, at my house on a regular basis, and continued to get interested in, you know, the history of beer and uh, just things in general, uh, and had the idea to to open up a shop and offer some different stuff than what was different, you know, what was available at, you know, your grocery store and stuff back at that time. Um, And that was a lot before they really started booming all these North Carolina breweries. I think at the time when we opened, there were less than 30 breweries in the state Uh and now we're well over 300. Um, But it was just, it, it was over, the necessity to find new interesting beers that really made me open the shop. I, I was looking for something to fi- fill that need for myself, and that's kind of what sparked me doing the store.
1: So thinking of uh, staying on that topic of a uh, unique idea, what would you say is kind of like your first batch that kind of got you started?
2: Oh as far as home brewing, yeah, um,
1: did that lead into something that you directly started uh selling at the brewers kettle, or is there
2: yeah no i i have always uh, been a fan of uh German beers, and obviously uh german uh brewing is a huge part of uh the history of uh the beverage in general uh so like you know I was doing like uh German half of things like that, and it was really cool uh those beers specifically uh the ones that are brewed under purity law of germany they only contain four ingredients and it's you know water malt hop and yeast and the amount of flavors that were possible with just those four ingredients really kind of um that was kind of the aha moment for me it was like it was interesting that you could do so much with four basic things and have such a variety of flavors based on how you treated those and how, how you uh, work in, in your mash and stuff just to uh, really craft a different beverage with four ingredients. We have 20 taps uh, that you can uh, choose from and then uh, over 200 beers in bottling cans. And those span the gap of, um, you know, like Belgian beers, German beers, uh, lots of craft stuff from North Carolina as well as across the country. We have over 400 wines available by the bottle, too, and offer cigars and stuff. So, you know, we're a a retail shop that has a tasting room and seating inside of it. But uh, imported beers are something that we do focus on. I always have specific taps for, like, German lagers. We always have uh, Belgian styles on, you know, just a really broad spectrum of beverages, and beers available. uh, I think that the import side of things was really what started uh, the craft beer like movement. And at one time that was all that was really available that was different from the macro stuff that was produced in the United States. And when the craft brewing scene really started booming like 10 years ago, I think a lot of
1: Absolutely. Um, so, for those of for those of us who aren't as familiar uh, with microbrews, uh, what would someone uh, who's coming to the brewer's kettle for the first time? What would what would one piece of advice that you would give to them be?
2: Oh, I mean, really, just talk to the staff uh, about what you like. Uh, they're the guys who are there every day. They, you know, they're they're tasting stuff. They're, uh, you know, they're involved with everything that's going on there. So they know a lot about the product as well. And they're always willing to help out and, you know, kind of point you in the right direction. That, I mean, that's step one. It's just telling people what you like. Even if it's just a flavor that's not based on uh, a beer specifically, maybe, you know, you have a sweeter taste, you like sweet stuff, or maybe you like sour things, that can kind of steer them in the direction, too. As well as other beers you've tried. Uh, I think it's cool that even in places, uh, you know, craft beer in general, breweries and stuff, the other customers are really helpful, too. There's a lot of people who are really experienced because they've been, you know, drinking beers and trying all kinds of stuff. I think the community as a whole around craft beer is very open and welcoming to people who are getting in, into those things.
1: It sounds like you guys really have a, a welcoming environment over there. And it sounds like you're also really involved in the community. Could you share with us a little bit about that? I know from your social medias, we've seen you do a lot in the community.
2: Uh, I mean, I I think we we stay involved in the community uh, because they're who have got us to where we're at now. You know, the support and stuff of, you know, customers and and the city of High Point in general, uh, it's kind of a way to pay back. We do positive pints uh, every month, and it's every Tuesday of the month. We have a different uh, charity uh, or nonprofit organization that we donate $2 of every pint sold. Uh, to that charity for the whole month. And that's something we're on our second year, uh, doing that program. And it's really cool because it's not one specific thing. It's, you know, 12 different things every year. Um, you know, and, and that's, that's important because it really spreads it out. But I think more than the donation of the money that g- they get, I think they get a little bit of recognition and a little bit of exposure for their calls, which is helpful as well because, that can lead to donations and volunteering for those events too, but it's, it's really important that you give back to your community, especially when you're doing business in a community because I mean, that's how we all grow and the city moves forward and starts doing things, you know.
1: Absolutely. That, that's really amazing. Um, so as the owner, what would you say is your favorite part or what's been your best experience kind of uh, bringing this idea to life?
2: Uh, Probably meeting people. I've met so many people um, throughout the years we've been in business that like were customers at one time and now become friends. And that's kind of cool to see, you know, you spend a lot of time with people and get to talk and interact with them. And and that's something that, you know, I don't take that for granted. I really uh, appreciate all the friends that I've made doing this.
0: That's truly awesome. Yeah, um, I just kind of want to like pivot about um, the space that you guys have at Brewers Kettle. Can you kind of give me like a a breakdown on like what that looks like, what the design thoughts going into it were?
2: Yeah, sure. When we were laying the space out, obviously it was one of those things where we needed the space for our product, as far as you know, the stuff on the shelves, and we do operate as a retail shop. But we also host events and do beer tastings we have rotating art so every month there's a new theme and so we have artists come in i've got a curator who does all of it he's been working with us for like two years he's a good friend of mine that kind of it's kind of cool because that changes the vibe of the place every month mm-hmm. uh which is great and you know sometimes that's kind of a hard thing to do but we wanted to be really really relaxed uh and have space our capacity is right at 100 inside uh, which is nice because that's a decent size, and I think it's spacious. I think there's lots of little places for people to hang out in small groups if they want to, and you can kind of be off to, to yourself and kind of have private conversations. Uh, also, the outdoor area features a covered patio as well as a lower area for smoking cigars. There's heaters out there and a fire table and stuff. So I think it's a really welcoming environment for everybody. That's kind of the cool thing you see all kinds of people in the shop on a daily basis, which is really cool. The diversity of customers we have its you know, all age groups, um, you know, all professions. It's like, it's really cool. And you see these people interacting, uh, which is great, but you know, it's, it's kind of has an industrial feel with uh, open ceilings and stuff like that, which is cool. Um, I think a lot of the product is a lot of decoration too. I mean, with that, much product on the shelves as far as beer and wine and stuff. It's a lot to look at, you know, and I think that's a focal point of what we do anyway.
0: Yeah, and with that space, are there any certain events that you'd like to, like, let the people know about or talk about?
2: Yeah, uh, we have an art reception. Um, It's actually this Saturday night. Uh, It goes from 6 to 8, and there's also a beer tasting at the same time. The theme uh, for this art show was digital art, so it's a lot of uh, photography and manipulated images, things like that. But it's a cool opportunity to come in try some free beer. Uh, there's a lot of the artists that uh, participate. They're there, so you can speak with them as well. Uh, we have a Belgian beer tasting next Thursday, which I'll actually be doing that tasting. Ooh. And that's uh, 5 to 7, so I can really ramble on about some beer. Yeah. So. <laughs>
1: Well, hey, we, we might need to make our way over there for that.
0: And I know yeah, yeah. and I know you're on a phone call, and this is a podcast, but Jackson's face just lit up hearing that Belgian <laughs> oh, absolutely. T- or, uh, beer tasting.
1: That's a huge Hepperweissing guy, and he, he got me into it. So just you, hearing you talk about that just makes me even, want it even more. Um, I know this doesn't really have a whole lot to do with Brewer's Kettle, but it does have to do with you. Um, could you tell us a little bit about your uh, venture into Nomad Wines?
2: Okay, so we me and a partner opened up Nomad Wine Works. Uh, we actually just opened in December. Uh, it's a project we've been working on for about two years, and it is actually an urban winery uh, where we're producing wine and also producing mead, just honey wine, and cider as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's been, I mean, it's, it's one of those things. That's a beverage that's been around you know, uh, for a long time, and it's just now starting to see a big surge uh, in production. I mean, we, we carry a lot at the Brewer's Kettle as well, but um, we have 20 taps at Nomad Wine Works. That's a big space, too. It's wow, capacity is about 122, and we have outdoor seating as well, but uh, if we feature five red wines, five whites and rosé, and then five meads and ciders, and then five beers on tap there as well. And it's uh, it, it's been well-received so far. It's, it's kind of cool. I did not uh, see myself being a winemaker like five years ago, but here I am.
0: Nice. I, I, really
2: enjoy, I really enjoy making wine. And uh, right now we have six things out of the 20 that are things we made there. Um, and one of them is uh, mead with peach and blueberry, and it is excellent and really nice and easy to drink. It's about 7%, so it's a little... A little easier to drink than some of the meats they can get pretty high gravity as well but uh, my partner Aaron uh, he was a founder of a brewery in Winston and he's been in the beer industry for a long time so we kind of just collaborated on this and it, it's been a good project it's really cool it's uh, on Wren Street and it's in the Catalyst Social District which is Kind of cool. You can go grab a glass of wine or a beer, or whatever, and
0: stroll around
2: downtown High Point and wow. visit other spots. So it's kind of bringing a lot of synergy to the downtown area for sure.
1: That's awesome. Well, for our listeners, they'll definitely have to check that out for their next wine night or to try out some mead. I mean, hey, I, yeah, we
2: do flights on Wednesdays too. So Wednesday wow. flights for ten bucks. It's killer.
0: That's awesome. I've never heard of a flight that includes mead. That is so cool. And honestly, it's like. Mead is one of those drinks where like not many people really know about it, but it's such a delicious beverage. Like I, yeah. I've i had it a couple of times and I, I love it. But the thing is, is like, I mean, at High Point, I've only heard of like a handful of other people who even know what mead is. And so yeah, honey wine Definitely is... Definitely in this market for sure. But I
2: think it's becoming more mainstream. Yeah, for when sure. We, when we opened Nomad and started releasing some of our stuff, it was kind of crazy. The people that I... Were ser- that I was serving mead to that were really enjoying it were the, not the people I expected to. Mm. And, you know, I've got a little overflow from the kettle. Obviously, I've got customers that go to both places, and they knew about me opening the winery and stuff. But the guys who were drinking, you know, these basic, you know, just beer beers down at the kettle were coming down there and discovering mead. And it was just kind of weird because they were like, do you sell me at the kettle? And I'm like, there's tons down there. <laughs> it's just, you, you, got, you know, it's just one of those things where, uh, it, it takes a lot to explore the kettle sometimes because there's so much stuff uh, for one thing. But um, no, I think I think it's really cool. Meads one of the, the products that we focus a lot on at Nomad. Uh, I mean, the, the wine, the grape wines, obviously, are something that we really work on too. But meads, like you said, there's not a lot of mead producers in the Triad. There's quite a few more in the state now, but there's not any others that I know of in the tribe besides maybe a, uh, another winery that uh, is on the outskirts that makes some stuff. But, yeah, we've got a pretty nice lineup of things on tap now and to come.
1: Huh. I will be completely honest with you. I have never had mead, so I will have to give it a try because you, you, my friend, have sold me on it. Yeah, we'll, we'll steer in the right
2: direction when it comes to a beverage, that's for sure. Yeah. Sounds like it.
0: Yeah, I think I actually – i think i enjoyed mead way before i started even like enjoying wine at all really? like for me like wine was like kind of an acquired taste i had to like drink enough of it to like understand like the dryness and like mm. enjoy some of that aspect but like mead it was like first sip i was like what is this this is really good because it's it's like very easy to drink and it's honestly a drink that like People don't really like a dark wine or like a dry wine. I feel like you can kind of like have a mead, and it'll it's like sweet enough that it's it's good for the untrained palate.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think it's very approachable. Maybe a little misunderstood because of it's not something that that's mainstream. Yeah, but definitely an approachable beverage. And we do uh, one of the recipes we do is a hydromel and so it's a lower gravity mead. Uh, which is the one that has blueberry and peach in it and it's also uh, carbonated as well Ooh. so it's it's kind of you know it's got some acidity because of the fruit addition so it uh. almost kind of it's kind of leaning towards that like almost like sour wheat beer kind of category like Berliner Weiss or some of the tart uh, sour beers that are out there but super balanced it's it's really
1: uh, a, a easy-to-drink beverage, for sure. One of our other hosts, uh, Christy, that would be right up her alley. She is a huge fan of anything sour. So we'll for sure have to get her to try some of that.
2: Yeah, anytime you want to come down there, I'll give you the tour, and we can talk about beverages, for sure.
1: Fantastic. Love that. Thank you very much, David, uh, for taking the time to talk to us. Um, It's been an absolute pleasure for our listeners. um, Definitely go check out the Brewer's Kettle. David, do you want to plug your social medias?
2: Yeah, uh, both of them are at the Brewer's Kettle on Instagram, obviously on Facebook too, and then it's at Nomad Wine Works awesome. on Instagram as well.
1: Perfect. Well, thank you very much for your time. We we appreciate having you on here.
2: Thanks, guys. Have a good one. All right. Yeah, thank you. Take David. care. Cheers.
1: That was awesome having David on just now. Um, it's really unique when you kind of get the opportunity to interview the actual owner and founder of not only a distributor but a brand at this point because as I said earlier in the show they're branched out into High Point, Kernersville, Wilmington, Clemens, and Lexington.
0: Yeah it's awesome to just be able to like kind of pick their brain on like what their ideas were and like what they're trying to go for especially like for their future and like where they came from. Absolutely. And I would love to show you some of the Meads I love to drink, you know. Super,
1: I would love that. Because as I said before, I never tried mead, but hey, I am open to trying just about any type of drink.
0: Yeah. And it's funny to me, like mead. When I think of mead, I think of like a like a strong Nordic drink, but it really is just a very um it's like a sweet, subtle or sweet and smooth like drink. It's not offensive at all to the, the to the taste buds. Like it's a drink that most people can like I feel like and it's just one of those Ones that just hasn't gotten the publicity
1: So you promise it won't turn me into a viking
0: Uh I wish it would Um I know a <laughs> I know a mead brand that's called like Viking blood <laughs> and it's spelled B-L-U-D which is a Very like I feel i like testosterone's Running through yeah, my yeah. veins when I'm like Jeez. grabbing it And then I drink it I'm like I feel like the wine mom on a Wednesday Just <laughs> like hey children Like <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I I love mead. I wish it would turn me into a Viking, though.
1: Well, (laughs) for your micro-brew, wine, beer, cigar, and mead needs, head on down to the Brewer's Kettle just behind Magnolia Blue, located on 1813 North Main in High Point, North Carolina. They're open from 11 a.m. to 10 a.m., Monday through Saturday, and 11 a.m. to 7 on Sundays.
0: Yeah, and don't forget to follow our social medias, um, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Beers in Your Backyard. Once again, it is Beers in Your Backyard, and we are on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Thank you guys so much for listening. This episode was honestly so much fun.
1: Keep an eye out on those social medias for info about our next upcoming episode that will air next Friday. It'll be a secret for now, Cooper. You better keep it secret. No, uh, we'll I'm not. I'm not telling here. anyone. Okay. You kidding
0: me? I want to be surprised. Right.
1: Lips are sealed. <laughs> Nothing. I'm done. Oop. No. Nope. I guess they're not. Okay. Well, thank you guys again for joining us, and uh, we'll see you next time. How going?